the Bible Study Podcast, episode 778. Today, the Bible Study Podcast concludes the book of Haggai with chapter 2. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue the study of the book of Haggai and complete it as it is only two chapters long. We're going to start in the last verse of chapter 1, which remember I saved for this particular one, or actually the last half a verse. Chapter 1, verse 15b starts this way, the promised glory of the new house. In the second year of King Darius, on the 21st day of the seventh month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai, speak to Zerubbabel, son of Sheltiel, governor of Judah, to Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people. Ask them, who of you is left who saw this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? But now be strong, Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord, and work. For I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations, and what is desired by all nations will come. And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. Let's pause there. So this word is coming to the people saying, how many of you remember what the temple used to look like, the temple of Solomon? Now, I remember I reminded you last week that when they rebuild this temple, people who do remember it weep because it is much less than the former glory of the temple. But God is saying something else is coming. Something else is going on. Be strong. Be strong because God is at work just like he promised when they came out of Egypt. And the spirit remains among you. Do not fear. And again, remember, we're talking to a people who have reason to fear. They're not very powerful right now. You remember when we were talking about Nehemiah, that the people, as they rebuilt the walls, had all sorts of things to fear from the neighbors. And this is, I believe, shortly after that, they rebuild the walls and then they rebuild the temple. And so they have neighbors who are not so friendly around them. But God says, I'm going to shake the sea and the dry lands. I'll shake the nations. And what is desired by all nations will come. And that's an intriguing phrase. What is desired by all nations will come. And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. Now, what is desired by all nations? And I think a lot of us, when we think of what our nation desires, desire power, success, peace, prosperity, all sorts of things, but do all the nations desire the same thing for everybody, or do they just desire that for themselves? So how can God fulfill the desires of all nations with something he's going to do in Jerusalem? He talks about the glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, and yet we know that the temple is lesser than. So what is God getting at here? The silver is mine and the gold is mine. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. Now, as a Christian, 
I see this through the lens of the New Testament, and it's very easy for me to say, oh, I think, I wonder if we're talking about Jesus. Jesus, who is that peace that will come, that prince of peace, that will fulfill, eventually, the desire of all nations, that all nations, that all nations will be drawn to God through Jesus. Now, certainly, when Haggai is prophesying this, I'll bet no one said, I bet he's talking about Jesus. And I don't know if they knew what he was talking about. And I would assume that many of them thought that they were going to build a bigger, better temple, which they didn't. And so I think there is some room there to say that that desire of all nations, that peace that will be granted in this place, is being done through Jesus. I hope you'll follow me with that particular line of reasoning there, even if Haggai wouldn't have known that. Blessings for defiled people. On the 24th day of the ninth month in the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Ask the priests what the law says. If someone carries consecrated meat in the fold of their garment and that fold touches some bread or stew, some wine, olive oil, or other food, does it become consecrated? The priests answered, no. Then Haggai said, if a person defiled by contact with a dead body touches one of these things, does it become defiled? Yes, the priest replied, it becomes defiled. Then Haggai said, so it is with these people and this nation in my sight. Whatever they do and whatever they offer there is defiled. Now give careful thought to this from this day on. Consider how the things were before one stone was laid on another in the Lord's temple. When anyone came to a heap of twenty measures, there were only ten. When anyone went to a wine vat to draw fifty measures, there were only twenty. I struck all the work of your hands with blight, mildew, and hail, yet you did not return to me, declares the Lord. From this day on, from this twenty-fourth day of the ninth month, give careful thought to the day when the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid. Give careful thought, is there any seed left in the barn? Until now, the vine and the fig tree, the pomegranate and the olive tree have not borne fruit. From this day on, I will bless you. And so there's this interesting analogy here at the beginning here about what touches something defiled becomes defiled. And yet what touches something consecrated doesn't become consecrated, doesn't become set apart for the use of God. And defiled become something that is unclean. And so he says, with this people, they have become defiled. They have, they have gone over to other gods again, again, again. And they haven't rebuilt this temple. And so things have not been going well. He says, I want you to think about this. Remember this day. It's sort of like me saying, well, I'm recording this on Wednesday, August 24th. Remember August 24th of 2022. Remember how things were then. And remember how there was COVID. And remember how there was inflation. Or remember how you had lost your job. Remember all those things that are going bad. In this case, it's remember the mildew, the blight, the hail. the You're going to draw 50 measures and there are only 20. You don't have as much food as you thought you did. You know, remember all of these things because even though on that day, on this day, there are no seed in the barn, which is really bad news. You can't plant the crop without seed in your barn. 
So that even though right now things are bad, now that you're starting the work, now that you're moving in the right direction, I will bless you from this day on. So I want you to remember God is saying, I want you to remember this day because everything from here on out is up and to the right. Now, that would be great to hear from God. I don't know that God has been saying that to you or me or our church or whatever, but it's important for us to see that God is saying, when you come back to me and do what I am asking you to do, then everything is up and to the right. Then I will bless you. Then you give me that room to send the blessings to you. And then the last section here of the book, Zerubbabel, the Lord's signet ring. The word of the Lord came to Haggai a second time on the 24th day of the month to tell Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, that I'm going to shake the heavens and the earth. I will overturn royal thrones and shatter the power of the royal kingdoms. I will overthrow chariots and their drivers. Horses and their riders will fall, each by the sword of his brother. On that day, declares the Lord Almighty, I will take you, my servant Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, declares the Lord, and I will make you like my signet ring, for I have chosen you, declares the Lord Almighty. Now, what is a signet ring? I think most of us don't carry and don't wear a signet ring, but you can picture sometime you've watched some old drama here where the king has his signet ring. It's a ring with his crest on it, and he might put a wax seal on a document and then use that ring to seal and say, this is coming from the king, right? And he's saying Zerubbabel is going to be like that, that Zerubbabel will speak for the king or that when Zerubbabel says something, it's going to be as if it's coming from the king. It's as if it's marked as this is, this is official. You're going to be my spokesperson, Zerubbabel, would be another way of saying that. And all of us are given a responsibility when we are sent out in the Great Commission to be spokesperson, spokespeople for God. And we are called in other places ambassadors of Christ. And how much more so is that like a signet ring, like an official spokesperson for God? Now, of course, one needs to be very careful in that responsibility to make sure that what we're saying is consistent with the word and the heart of God. But Think of that awesome responsibility that we are given as Zerubbabel was given. And fortunately now, I don't have to say the word Zerubbabel or Sheltiel anymore because we're ending this episode of the Bible Study Podcast and this book of Haggai. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.